Welcome everyone to a new episode of the podcast Self Love Talk Show. Today we have the pleasure to have Dr. Stefania Shamano, and she helps women going to the next level of income without compromising their body. So having everything in alignment uh, through their body and their energy. So welcome, Stefania. Thanks so much for being here. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So tell, tell us uh, more about you know, yourself, your background, uh, and what brings you into this path. Well, my current life is uh, pretty exciting. I have a, I'm a single mom with a six-year-old boy, so it's a pretty action-packed <laughs> life. <laughs> Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Um, and I started off as a naturopathic doctor, and I did that for 10 years. And during that time, I trained with a shaman, and I, I did a shaman's apprenticeship for five. So my, even while I was doctoring, everything kind of transitioned from, you know, really looking at all of the physical things going on with people's bodies to more of their mind and their spirit, because I realized, how could you not, that there was so much deeper issues going on beyond what you could see in blood work or any other test. Yeah. Uh, and the more that I, the deeper I went into shamanism, the more that I saw that people were dealing with some pretty like soul level pain. Mm. And that pain really rippled out to things that were way beyond like the colds and flus or even hormone problems they came in for. It was affecting their relationships, their job, their money. Um, you know, and it started way back in childhood. It all became this really bigger and deeper picture. Um, and then eventually I got to the point where I, I wanted to just focus on the deeper stuff because that's what brought about the greatest amounts of healing. People got better faster. Uh, the healing mm. affected everything going on with their life. So we weren't just focusing on the numbers and getting test results to change. It was like really amazing level healing where yeah. like people would come back and say, I feel like a new person. You know, I'm getting along with my husband. I'm getting along with my mom. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, the things that like, you don't even think about all the time when you're at the doctor. So my, my career really transitioned into this deeper work. And then we went into money because this is probably one of the most exciting problems to solve for people. Cause how many people have money stress and then yeah. that stress creates health problems. Yeah, absolutely. And how did you how did you um, discover the work uh, with the shaman? How you know how did you find this path? Interestingly, my best friend in medical school out in Arizona. So for those that aren't in the states, it's like the west side of the country out in the desert. Mm -hmm. um, my best friend there, her mother runs a school of shamanism in the northeast part of wow. our country uh -huh. so when i moved over here because i live in the northeast now it was just sort of a natural thing to go visit with her and she invited me to the school and i was like you know i think i i really want to do this mm. and then when i began it was like i think i cried a lot my first day because i was like i felt like i was coming home to some part of myself mm. 
so that's how that all came about. It was like meant to be, it felt. Yeah. So when did you decide to transition full time into your business uh, and, uh, you know, letting go this uh, previous experience or life, we can say? Yeah, well, you know, um, I graduated from the shamanism school in 2014, and that was the same, if, if you don't mind me getting a little personal, that was the same month that I left my son's father. Mm. It all came down to like, I realized who I was not anymore as I was becoming more of who I really was. Mm. And all at once I was like, wow, okay, so this isn't working. This isn't working. I've been pretending this is working when it clearly isn't. <laughs> <laughs> it all kind of came in one big storm. Um, but, the, but the medical practice transitioned slowly. Mm. Because I had had Reiki training before that and was doing energy work on my patients. But I came to one day of like, I remember sitting with this one particular patient and we were having our, I swear, 10th conversation on gluten or something like that, mm. where she was eating food that was making her body sick. But she, and she knew that and she knew the consequences and she just kept doing it. And she would yeah. come back and we would talk about her stomach pain <laughs> and her acne and her and gluten. And I had this moment of like, I can't do this anymore. I just seriously cannot do this anymore. Because we knew that the reason she was eating what was making her sick was because of an emotional pain. Yeah. She was trying to comfort the pain with the food, but did not want to address the emotional thing. She just wanted to come in and say, this time I'll stop gluten. I was like, <laughs> no, you won't. <laughs> if you were going to do that, you would have already. So I... I realized that my work was no longer test results and talking about food allergies. My work was healing the emotional thing that makes us do things that are destructive to our bodies. Yeah. And then, you know, what are we so stressed about? We're stressed about family. We're stressed about how we feel like we're never enough. We're stressed about money and a job that doesn't match us. So once I finally admitted that my job changed. Yeah. I was like, okay, well here, Take your own medicine, please, doctor. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so, yeah, right around then, I, I decided to close my medical practice and go into the deeper stuff, the more mm. exciting um, and, and, and more effective line of work full time. Yeah. And, uh, you know, as, as we, you know, I mean, this post, the, this podcast is all around self-love uh, and how it affects uh, our life and business and the work also we do with our clients. So how do you, what is your like definition of self-love and how do you find uh, to implement uh, it in your daily life and business and in the work with your clients? I think the one definition of self-love that I'm really working with now, because you know how we change our definitions yeah. as we go and, and we deepen ourselves in our own practice and, and lives and work. Right now, it feels like it's loving the parts of you that you don't like. Mm. Like uh, for myself, I know that my old habit that I learned from my ancestors is to go into victim mode and complain about things and feel like, why does this happen to me? And I have to do it all myself. And, 
And, and when I'm at my worst, because I still have my moments, I go back into that channel. I turn right back into it. Yeah. And that's a part of me that I really don't like. Mm. And the more that I see that just for what it is, it's a pattern, it's an imprinting, it is not the spiritual truth. And to love that part of me anyway, so that it doesn't rise up and rebel against the part of me that's doing things the way I want to do them. Mm -hmm. The more I kind of create unity within, with like the good girl and the destructive yeah. rebel. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the easier life becomes and the more that I feel like I'm doing okay. All right. You know, I really am helping people because as you probably have noticed too, even when you're helping people, you have days where you're like, am I doing anything? Exactly. <laughs> Is, this Is this really working? Like, <laughs> yeah. so we call it our shadow side, you know, yeah. we call it all kinds of different words, but I think it really comes down to the parts of you that you don't like still need to be loved too. If you want to get ahead, really, if you want to really not just get ahead, like success, but enjoy your life. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And how do you find this to affect uh, in business? Well, you know, like I had said, when my stuff comes up, it usually is reflected in my clients. Mm. So when I hear the same story from all my clients, it's usually a moment where I'm like, okay, where is that in me yeah. coming up? You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's familiar it sounds familiar yes yes and I think um you know I was actually having a conversation with one of my own mentors yesterday and it's if you could imagine like two columns like your right hand and your left hand and let's say your right hand is the stuff that is great and you're up leveling and more money's coming in and more clients and like you're eating well and your energy is good and that column is going up, up, up. Now, as that happens, the part of you that you don't like that wants to talk you out of all of your progress, that wants to pull you back to your old habits, that comes up too. It gets mm -hmm. louder too. Mm -hmm. So I find, you know, in business, we have to, and we call it up leveling and we call it um, hitting an upper limit. It's because the two sides are going to grow together until they you know, like say the left column you look at it and you go hey we're not in a fight i accept you too yeah so cool. and then it like calms down it's almost like that left column wants to be heard too and i have a voice too it's like yes <laughs> you know, almost like a mother would say to your child you know yes yeah. yes you do darling but guess what i'm in charge <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah, I call it like, uh, I think that, you know, at the end, every spiritual path, uh, they all come back to the same truth, no? So um, I worked a lot with uh, A Course in Miracles and uh, Eckhart Tolle. So they, they, you know, they define it ego and fear, but at the end it's like gift and shadow, love, and, you know, it's all the same. And... I see myself in my life that the more I was going through the, the love, uh, the lie, the, the gifts, the more the ego, the ego moment, like were like monumental. Yes. 
Totally. And then it, it's almost like you get upset, like, hey, I'm doing so well. Exactly. Why, is, why is the ego yelling in my ear so loud? Like, haven't I dealt with you? Exactly. <laughs> and we, yeah, the, the worst thing we can do that the same I tell my client all the time is like uh, entering in the shame or punishing ourselves because we say, oh my God, with all the work I've put in, with all I'm doing, it's not working. So I'm a failure, you know? And that usually leads to the moment where we're like, I'm just going to have bread and wine for dinner or something. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and then the next day you're like, no, I really messed up. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. So I think it's, it's, a matter of how much you allow shame to drive the bus because mm. you can have some shame and observe it and almost talk to it and see that part of you is just wanting love or wanting to be heard or wanting freedom. Mm -hmm. And if you can allow that conversation to happen within, it really takes the charge out of it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, right now, like, how would you define in your business the biggest like haha uh, -ha moment or the biggest shift uh, you had so far? I had a really big aha moment recently. Um, I had gone to Hawaii with my son, mm. uh, just the two of us for two weeks, which I don't really recommend traveling by yourself with a six-year-old for two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> We had a great time, but <laughs> it was a lot. And I think I had exhausted myself in a way that all of my stuff came back up. Mm. Um, I was making more money than ever. And I had gone back to a place I used to live in Hawaii. And it, it, I had such a crash afterward mm. that I started to almost want to go back to my old way of doing things. I wanted to go back into talking just about health because I was so crashed. It felt safe. Mm. And it was a very big learning moment. What it taught me was those moments when you want to walk backward are your biggest potential breakthrough moments. Mm. Because we say to ourselves things like, I want to be normal or I want to fit in, or I just want to be fill in the blank. Like we want to be in the tribe. Yeah. But that's also the moment where you get to say, wait a minute, what vibration is actually asking me to come to a higher level? And what is my answer? So mm. in that moment, I said no to the next level, which was really, you know, continuing to talk to women about building your self-worth and your money and taking your body with you. And I thought, I'm going to do what's safe and what feels like the old me because I'm so tired. Yeah. And when I did that, I swear it wasn't even a day later, I got bronchitis. Yeah. And it wasn't just like, I mean, bronchitis, I've had it before. And it, usually you get a cold and like three or four days later, it goes into your lungs and then you're coughing. This was like an overnight I have bronchitis. Like I was sick fast. Wow. So to me, I went like, oh, I'm just afraid. No, that was my body saying, don't do this. Stop, mm. stop, stop. But me, um, in my overanalyzing <laughs> way, decided I already knew what was going on and I didn't ask for help. Mm. 
I just made up my mind. I knew what was going on. I was completely exhausted trying to care for my kid and really sick. And I, and I stalled my business for almost a month Mm. in my stubbornness, in my making up my mind that I already knew what was going on. And when I finally had the courage to say, I think I need somebody else's eyes on this, that person was like, okay, so what was the decision five seconds before the bronchitis started? And it was, oh, I decided I was going to talk about the body and this and that and stop talking about money. And she said, does that feel good to you? No. And it was like, I couldn't even see it for myself at all. Hmm. So the, the big aha, like to kind of, you know, make this story um, shorter was there are moments in which your body just stops you. Yeah. There are moments in which your ego thinks it already knows and has made up your mind and the body is like, we are not going. Hmm. And you have to take those moments and not only ask for an expert to get their eyes on it too, because we always think we know. But to ask the question, what is the higher level that is calling me and what is my answer? Hmm. And how do you, like, uh, to me, it always seems so interesting how we understand, like, um, when is really the body speaking, so we need to listen to the body, or when we use the body, like our mind, our fear, or our worry, like, screw up with our body. So are you asking, like, how do you know when the body is reacting to how you messed exactly. up? <laughs> or how is it, when is it teaching you? Right. So the body always knows the truth. I really strongly believe it knows the truth. Okay. And there's an inner wisdom that usually comes before the illness. Often it's hard to hear the body when you're in the illness, because if you think about when you're sick, you start to get depressed a lot of the time. You know how when you're really sick, you start to get sad. So I think you have to, you have to get another set of eyes on these things. Like even those of us that are in this business for a living and have been for a really long time, we can't always figure it out for ourselves. You have to decide, have I been destructive? If the answer is yes, then the body is trying to get you to slow down. Mm. If the question, then there's another question. Am I going to the next level and I'm just afraid? Mm. If the answer is yes, you might be kind of clearing out some psychic debris that was holding you densely in the old level. So it's not always super cut and dry. But like for my own example, I wore myself out and then I just wanted to be safe. And my body said, we're not doing this. We're not. (laughs) I hadn't been exactly destructive, but I was going down the wrong road. Yeah. Does that answer the question? I'm yeah. Not sure. Yeah. Because you know, for me, uh, I I also believe that uh, listening to our body it's so key. Mm-hmm. But but also, um, you know, having studied for a long time the Course in Miracles, I don't know if you are if you are familiar, but um, they you know there are a lot of exercises where they teach you how to really detach from your body like you know there is an exercise like uh, when you repeat all day this mantra like this body does does not exist but my body does not exist 
because when we believe it like in the illusion of the body the sickness uh, we we got sick or you know we got uh, some kind of disease so how do how do you see that because it's I always, think that's go ahead yeah i'm sorry no no it's always like a, a doubt in my head I think what, what The Course in Miracles is trying to say is true when the body is clean and healthy. Mm. I have met almost no one with a clean, healthy body. Yeah. I know a couple of people, and that's only because that's their thing, is to detox the body on a very deep level. So that spiritual energy is what you could literally live on. Like They could live on just breath, like breatharian. Mm. I don't know anybody like that except no. two people. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not there yet. I still eat food. <laughs> yeah, yeah, me too. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> so I think when it comes to that level of heightened spiritual awareness, it is possible. But most people have so much dense energy within mm. their cells that is obstructing those higher spiritual truths. You know, and this obstruction is like toxins, it's emotions. It's, you know, mucus and parasites and like all of the things that obstruct our body are existing in the system, keeping us from those higher truths. It's when we do this really deep detoxing that the body could live on pure spiritual energy, then yes, you could go into this body does not exist and the sickness does not exist. I know it's kind of like a, oof. <laughs> no, no, no. I I love your replay. Yeah, your answer. It's, it's absolutely on point. Well, if you think about it, like we could decide how every food affects our body. Yeah. We could decide that $10,000 is going to walk into your front door right now. You yeah. But how many of us are living on such pure spiritual creation energy that we allow that to happen? Yeah. Uh, almost nobody. But it is possible. Yeah, I think it, I mean, I think that exactly when you are like incredibly connected, it like also intuitively with the food, uh, you, you know exactly what your body needs in every moment. Mm -hmm. And it's usually less. We usually need much less food. Mm -hmm. than we eat. Yeah. Yeah. So right now, Tell us a little bit more how you work with your clients. How do you balance all the health and money side with them? What process do you follow? Well, for the people that work with me pretty deeply, we begin with like a really full look at what's going on in all of these pillars of your life, meaning your health, your money, how you manage your energy is huge. And also, like, what are you doing for work? Because work can be very, very spiritual. You know, our creativity and our vocation can be the way that we express our creativity and spiritual life while helping other people, which allows money to come to us. So when we look at the body, it's like, well, what's been going on with your health? How much of that has seemed to come from your family? What's going on with your money? How much of that seemed to come from your family? because it's all really the same thing. It's how we exhibit what we've been imprinted with. Mm. And it's just showing up in the body. It's showing up in the bank account. It's showing up in what you think you can have. 
<clears throat> and like we talked about the victim before, you know, there's most people have some kind of victim consciousness with which they're operating. <clears throat> Excuse me. And when that is cleared up, when we clear up how we allow others to take charge of our lives and then later complain about it, when we clear up what we call the prostitute archetype, which says, mm -hmm. I'm going to put my desires aside so that you will hire me, keep hmm. me safe, give me money, give me love. We all do it, but yeah. different degrees. This shows up in the health and in the money. So what I help people do is find the common denominator within their, their psyche, you know, with things like archetypes, but also within their soul's imprint in their energy. So how are you managing your body? How do you recharge yourself? All of this has, with most people, one to two strong core common denominators that will then, if you fix that, it ripples out through the health and the money. It's kind of magical and, and not everybody's ready for it because it's a big truth bomb. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, it's like you really just want to have to fix one or two things. And when you yeah. find what those one or two things are, it's like th that's where my naturopathic training comes in, in handy because you find the root cause. And it's not usually 15 things. It's one or two. And then you fix those. And we do that with things with the mind for sure. Um, deep spiritual healing, which is kind of hard to explain in, you know, a quick little conversation. Um, what you're eating, how you treat your money, how you treat yourself. And it often has to do with your masculine and feminine energies, mm. which oh, we could talk for hours about that yeah. stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it, it's finding those common denominators and creating more unity within yourself so that the spiritual energy that we've been talking about can flow right through you and allow source, divine source, to deliver this really beautifully abundant life, if you so choose. Absolutely, yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, what is like uh, for you, how do you define like the difference between like self-love and creating like boundaries and uh, creating uh, standards for yourself. Uh, uh, I know we talk about that, but how do you like, do you see all these, you know, elements to play in our life and business? I think what it really comes down to is how do you raise your frequency? Mm. So, you know, if you, there's charts out there. Um, David Hawkins, um, who wrote Letting Go, has a really great chart that shows lower frequency emotions like guilt and shame and anger have these low frequencies, actual numbers to show the frequency. <clears throat> and when you heal those through doing things like spiritual healing, but also raising your standards, um, not just like perfectionism, which often that's where people's minds go when I say raise your standards, mm -hmm. but what kind of life do you actually want to live? What are you tolerating that you don't like that creates these low emotions again and again and again? You heal them, you clear them up, and your vibration comes up. And often there's this moment that you get really, really angry 
and then you go into courage and the courage to change and above courage on this scale this emotional vibration scale you see joy and love and peace mm. and the more that you clean out the the lower emotions you can get up to a number that's called 528 mm. and at 528 vibration dna will repair it's actually been scientifically mm. proven that dna will repair at 528 when you get up to that number, the body heals itself. And then wealth becomes very, very easy. So when we raise our standards, we're not pissed off anymore. Hmm. You're not feeling like a victim to somebody else. When you learn to make peace with the part of you that you don't like, you're not all upset about it. And you're not guilty and shame and blame. You come up into joy and peace. It all comes down to raising the vibration through emotional healing eating foods that are higher vibe and admitting what it is that you desire, which is actually harder for people than you might imagine. Yeah. It's very, yeah, I think it's, even if it seem it doesn't seem so, it's like the hardest part uh, to say, you know, what you really desire, what you really want. You're right. And, and women have actually rolled their eyes at me when I said, you're not admitting what you want. I know what I want. <laughs> <laughs> but when we dig, it's like, what we do is we say, I want something. And then the mind immediately goes to like, well, here's why I can't have it. Yeah. But yes, you can. You just haven't found it yet. It has, you don't have the proof. And then your brain turns it off, which actually puts you in these lower vibrations. It's very, like, really exciting to watch women change through this. Yeah. Yeah, I think we, we tend to like uh, wanting something big, but then we say to ourselves, no, we can never have it. So mm -hmm. we lower what we want and we say, ah, I'm happy with that. Exactly. And then that is, creates a low standard situation, doesn't it? Yeah. <clears throat> and then when your standards are low, you're pissed off at somebody. Exactly. <laughs> and, then, and then you are not really happy with what you want because you wanted more. So it's like uh, a vicious, vicious circle where, you know, you keep circling back and forth without a solution. Mm -hmm. And then that affects the money. Mm. Mm hmm and what is the best advice uh, you have received so far from your mentors in your entrepreneurial journey? I had a mentor recently tell me something that blew my mind hmm. and it had nothing to do with business and it had very little to do with money, which is usually what you go to business coaches for, right? Hmm. <clears throat> and we all have coaches, you know, um, all, even the, my yeah. six-figure coaches have six-figure coaches, so... Anyway, what she told me was there was a reason that I was stuck on something in particular. And I was saying, but why? You know, I've done absolutely everything that you've asked me to do. And mm -hmm. I've gone overboard. And I'm eating well and exercising and going to bed on time. And I'm doing rituals and I'm managing my energy. I mean, I could go on and on and on mm -hmm. with all I was doing. And she said, listen to me. Your shadow side is kinky. And I went, what? Yeah. <laughs> because I thought she was just talking about sex, but she wasn't. She was saying that there's a part of us that gets a lot of sensation in our nervous system from when things go wrong. 
from when you can't seem to break through, from when you feel like you're hitting a wall, especially if you feel like you're doing everything right, that puts you in a victim situation Mm -hmm. in your brain and you get so much sensation from this, but I'm doing everything right and it's not working. Exactly. That your nervous system is seeking sensation at all times. Mm. If you get a ton of sensation for things not working out versus the sensation that you get when things are going well, which because we don't really celebrate our wins. Yeah. (laughs) We're like, okay, great. Okay, what's next? Exactly. This is me. Yes, I do it too. Instead of being in the like, oh, this is so great. We go right to the next thing, but we spend way more um, like energetic currency on what's wrong and that the addiction to that sensation keeps that coming back. Hmm. Mind-blowing, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, we're addicted to the bad stuff because the sensation is so high. Wow. Okay, so the remedy to that is to really, really, really learn how to celebrate your wins. Mm. That's so, you know, incredible and so interesting because as, you know, we, we spend so much energy exactly in looking at the things that are not working, trying to fix them or trying to see why it didn't work or why, what I made, you know, what I, I did wrong. And we spend like two seconds say, hey, yes, I make this right, you know? And then we forget, we, you know, we forget about it. <laughs> right. Or we celebrate with food that makes us feel bad later. <laughs> exactly. Typical. Like I have a new client, so I need to open a glass of wine, you know? And then <laughs> yes, yes. And then later we feel bad and we're like, well, I don't want to keep doing that. Yeah. We've got it all backwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Because exactly, as you said, our system, it's not used to the good uh, stuff. Mm -mm. No, we're taught from small children to just keep problem solving, problem solving. There's never like a, hey, let's celebrate for a minute. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And also what I've been like, seeing now observing a lot of babies and you know my friends with children is like in, unconsciously we teach uh, children or babies to re- react to fear like uh, you know don't go there because there is like this big danger or don't do that because it's dangerous you know we mm-hmm. we we really grow up with the feeling that uh, we we live in fear and then something horrible can happen to us. Uh, and, uh, and when we do something right, they buy us a, you know, a chocolate. So. Yep. No wonder we all become sugar addicts. Exactly. <laughs> I know. <laughs> totally. Perfect. So um, what, what have you learned uh, like uh, about, uh, um, business uh, recently that you can give to our listeners like some resource some book uh. Mm. well what I've been really studying for my own business lately is how to bring more of my own feminine energy into it Mm. um, 
so that the masculine energy within can bring me what I want. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of us, we, we all have a masculine and feminine. There's a law of gender in the universe that says there's always both. And what we do mostly as these powerhouse go-getter, you know, women in business is our feminine tends to overfunction. Mm. So we just go, go, go. We push, 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 and we think we can do it all ourselves. And we often can at first, and that leads to a big old adrenal crash. You know, yeah. your hormones crash, you feel bad, what have you. But there's an easier way, and that is to sort of make friends and even like a little inner love affair between the masculine and the feminine so that it becomes much easier. And it's about admitting that you want things like money and clients to come to you and following only the very aligned action that your inner, most highly spiritual self would tell you to do. Instead of doing like 15 things because you hope something's going to work, it's creating this union, there's the word union again, within of appreciation for all that's coming to you requesting what it is that you really, really want from a very high standard of this is the kind of client I want to work with. This is how much I deserve to be paid for this. And then imagining that it's already true in your body. It's already seeing it in your mind. Mm. Your emotions believe it will happen and taking action from that place. Mm. It's so much more aligned it's so much easier. I do one aligned action a day and maybe something else instead of trying to do five half aligned ones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and my business is going so much better. No. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting because normally people like in the um, normal conception, they believe that the, you know, doing, doing the go-getter in the, in that women is is due to a masculine side well what it is is the feminine is over functioning so much that mm. she's taken over the masculine role mm. so the actual masculine energies of the universe like money mm. and like providership and support have gone to take a nap yeah because <laughs> <laughs> she's told him get out of here i'm gonna do this myself and he's like okay i'll see you later <laughs> And then we're going, why do I have to do everything myself? So yeah, yeah. she's being more masculine in her energy of like ambition and always striving, but then she never arrives. Mm. So it's got to be within. And, and the other thing is you can't always project that onto the men in your life. It's within you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But it's also very interesting, as you are saying, how you can see the same pattern in a lot of couples where, you know, we as women, we want something from our men, like help me with that. And then when we start helping us like cooking, we say, no, no, you know, I do by myself, you are a mess, you know, don't take the, they don't touch the kitchen, go out. And so they go and they take a nap. So, and yes. then we say, you are not helping me. And it's like, ah. And he doesn't know what to do. He's trying to please you. You said, get out of your way. I got out of your way. <laughs> <laughs> What's a guy to do? <laughs> so, Stefania, thank you so much. That was so amazing. And uh, what are you working on for the near future? Where we can, when 
we can find you on social media, your website. Yes. So my website is stefaniashimano.com. And I also have a Facebook group called Energy Rich Women, mm-hmm. which um, if you want to kind of get to know me and just kind of see what my work is about, that'd be a great place to start because I'm promoting my um, Energy Rich Living program, which teaches women all that we've talked about today. And it really teaches you what's going on with some of your imprinting, um, how you're treating food, what you feel guilt and shame about that's keeping your income low, um, how this is all affecting your body, what's going on deeply in your mind that makes this all feel so much harder. And it's all just imprinting. And it's very easy to change if you stick with it and go through the steps. Mm-hmm. And women are finding that, wow, my energy is better. Wow, I didn't need a two-day rest after a family gathering. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, My business has taken off. I'm getting more money, more clients. Like it kind of ripples out through all of the different parts of your life. And it comes down to these core common denominators. Mm. Beautiful. Thank you. Perfect. So thank you very much for being here with us today, for sharing with uh, me and my listeners all your wisdom and knowledge. And uh, a final word you want to leave to our listeners? I would like to leave that you can absolutely have any life that you want. It doesn't have to be either or. You can have a yes and life. Mm. And it starts with some level of belief that you can build upon. You don't have to see the entire road. You don't have to believe you can have all of it right in this moment. You can build upon what you already have and create a very energy rich life. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. And uh, we speak very soon. Thank you so much. Bye. Aloha. Thank you.